Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Yo, dude, I hit that shit. Hit it. And that shit always be coming back for more, too. Once, once they get a taste of this, of this deep. It's usually because uh, they come back with an itch and they start asking questions. Like, <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> like, what is this? Why does it keep coming back every couple of days? I am freaking out. Should I see a doctor? You know, but they do keep coming back. They do keep coming back. That's very accurate. So. Yeah. That's how, that's how I trapped them for life. Yep. That's why he has like 73 boyfriends, you guys. Yeah. They all know about each other too, but what are they going to do? Right? <laughs> <laughs> One big happy family. The brain. Yay. All right, we're going to do this in a three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude, dude, Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Moore. And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's a Frat Chat Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Mo? Yo, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Oh, Mr. Mo, I'm living life. I'm feeling good. It's finally nice out again. Dogecoin, which I bought as a joke a few months ago, is apparently worth a ton now. So I've made some money and I'm less poor, which is always nice. And Wait, so how to, can anyone just buy stocks? Well, yeah, yeah, you can just buy stock. I have a Robinhood account, which Robinhood has its pros and cons, especially because I think they kind of rig it. Like when things get really juicy, they have server errors, quote unquote, that limit how much you can buy or sell, which is kind of weird. I think it's kind of fishy, but I'm not that rich, so I'm not selling it and or buying at the levels where that really affects me. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of poor, you guys. But, you know, when I bought into Dogecoin, it was like six cents and I put in like 20 bucks uh, drunkenly one night. And then one day, those six cents went up to like 41 cents and my 20 bucks went up to like 200. I was like, yes. So then I started once it went back down again to like the 20 cents, I bought some more. And, you know, now now I feel like. I mean, I really don't have like a lot of money at all, but I feel like like I'm like Leo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street, but making millions. You know, I just don't understand all this stuff. When there's, uh, no, I don't uh, get anything. Like I Reddit had a, a situation like a couple months ago about stocks or something. I just feel like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We talked about it on the podcast. It was the Game Stock uh, stock. And, and people are saying this is similar. And it, I, I, again, it, it, it did get started as a joke currency to kind of make fun of Bitcoin. But now it has people like Elon Musk and it has, uh, what's his face? Uh, Mark Cuban throwing money into it and saying that it's legit to the point where now like you're even starting to see it being used as currency in some places. Like uh, Major League Baseball, for example, allowed for the first time ever, uh, people to use Dogecoin to buy game tickets, which which is huge. So, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on mine. Like I said, I'm poor, so I bought a little bit, but I'm just gonna sit on it and watch that shit go. And watch me jinx it now, and like, now it explodes. And next week, I'm like, and it's gone. <laughs> so, um, maybe this sounds really stupid, but I feel like in movies, oh, from you never no. <laughs> I feel like in movies I would see people like on Wall Street in this like big crowded like like um I don't know floor the stock exchange. where yeah is that that's a stock exchange so yeah that's the New York like, Stock Exchange floor and they're they're out there like so buy God and they do tons of cocaine and they work crazy hours yeah that's what that that, that shit is but crazy. it it looks like a um uh, like an auction but upscale yeah. and there's people screaming at each other so the stock exchange is that where they came up with the stock market are there like gift shops nearby um i don't know if you can fucking get yourself some ice cream cone while you're buying some stuff i don't you know? know i just yeah. assume that like wall street's such a staple in new york i don't know it's not it's not a trader joe simo it's a fucking place a business where things are done then throats are cut my friend in order to make some money 
and people will push each other out of the way to make sure that they're the first ones to make the trade, brother. That is the cold, hard facts of the world of trading. Believe me, I know a thing or two about the hard <laughs> world of trading. Okay, so stock market is like, it's like a theoretical place, but is, isn't there also like an actual market or no? I mean, I literally just told you about the fucking stock exchange, which is a physical place. Like, do you mean like like a like a grocery store where people just go? Oh, hello. no, I mean like if I, I like don't quite understand some. how to buy stocks, can I go someplace and do it in person or no? Yeah, no, well, no, you just buy it online. I mean, I guess I oh. guess you can be like an old fucking man about it, and 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 I guess find somewhere to do it in person. But why would you? There's like a million apps. You can you can do everything online. You can do it all on your phone. So why do that? Start with like a bullshit one and then dick around with it. That's kind of what I've been doing. I, don't, like, I, I do not claim to have any knowledge to any of this stuff, you guys. Uh, in fact, I suck at it. And, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what happens. I'm kind of learning as I go. Dogecoin sounds like a sex toy. Yeah, it does sound like a sex toy. It sounds like a butt plug. Get your yeah. Dogecoin out of my anus, sir. This sounds like a French butt plug. Why, hello there. Uh, bonjour. I'm gonna put this in your butt. Et pour le français? Relax now. <laughs> but anyways, like I said, uh, don't take it from me. I'm kind of poor, so I'm not the best person to take uh, financial advice from. So, that's my disclaimer there for you guys. <laughs> you ever thought about donating your sperm? <laughs> oh, I, oh I, yes. a million times, dude. They don't really want it that much. It's like, you, you think like, because you watch like the TV shows and it's like, and like, the, that's always an episode in every show where every sitcom and it's like a guy pair. It's like, oh, I'm going to sell my sperm, you guys. And you know, you go in there and like, you assume like, man, there's a big, big market for sperm. Like I brought in like tubs, you know what I mean? Like I've been saving for weeks, <laughs> miss. And they just looked at me like, oh, we're full. I didn't really need it. You can dump it in this trash can if you want. I saw this this video of this monkey like splurged in his hand and it ate it. And I thought to myself, what if I just scooped it up and passed it off as my own? What would they do? <laughs> I mean, eventually, I think somebody would find out when their baby comes out as half monkey and they take over the world. They'd be like, sir, no, your I'm sure they test the sperm. I'm sure they and test like, the sperm. Fuck you. Your sperm is monkey sperm. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody somebody comes in it's like sir i can confirm by look and taste that this is monkey sperm <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> snapple facts me too <laughs> anyways i'll be performing at new york city's tiny cupboard on tuesday may 25th at 7 30 p.m on the hilarious oh, nice. amazing super awesome molly cornfeld show titled it is what it is which is actually co-produced and co-hosted by molly and maggie lally and uh follow molly on instagram at molly underscore cornfeld for more info i love molly by the way yeah she's awesome uh, very funny and she is also a grinding you guys like she produces she she acts she puts sketches together she has her own podcast she's all over the place she has skin like a porcelain doll yeah I mean, yeah as someone about who's about marketable. that life myself uh we respect that here at the fat chat podcast so you go molly and then mm. uh, later that week may 28th like i said at 7 p.m mr mo and i make our return to broadway comedy club for the next edition of the greatest comedy show of all time and we have an epic lineup Headlined by the hilarious Riley Lassen. And the last show was packed. The house was so fun. So go ahead and get your tickets while you can. Check out our website at tiny.cc slash greatest comedy show. And make sure you use our promo code. It's frat chat. Use that shit. Frat chat. Use that promo code. And that's 15% off, right? Yeah. Save money, you guys. Like you save Yeah, that's like a half hour time. Put that towards the beers. Do it. Yes. Put that some overpriced beers at Broadway Comedy Club. Great way to promote it, uh, Mr. Moe. Sure. Great. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. They'll be lining up at the door now. Uh, yeah. But anyways, enough about me. Uh, how are you doing? What have what you been up to? What's, what's coming up in the pipeline? Well, I just got back from Oh, Depot. actually, Timmy, so thank I, you. Uh, we have a breaking news. Breaking news oh. coming in right now. It's just oh, this unfortunate timing right that it happened right now. Uh, who knows okay. when these breaking news. It could have come in any time during my report, but it didn't. It came in any right time. now. Woo, breaking news. Anyways, mm-hmm. we have a breaking news report. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read it? Mr. <clears throat> 
eight indicted in fraternity <laughs> hazing death of Bowling Green students. Wait, you Stone said death? Folds, oh, shit. A 20-year-old sophomore at the University of Ohio died on March 7th, three Ooh. days after he had attended an off-campus Pi Kappa Alpha event. Ooh. So basically... They did a similar event like what we used to do called yeah. Don't Fuck Your Brother. You make these kids drink a lot, and then they took the kid home, and he died of alcohol poisoning a few Ooh. days later. Um, so it looks like uh, it says most of the defendants who rage in age from 19 to 23 were also charged with multiple misdemeanor accounts of providing alcohol to underage people and obstructing official business. Wow. Two face charges of reckless homicides, the authorities said. The, the authorities said. So my, my issue is... If this is any place else, they normally expel the entire organization. Whether or not you were at that <clears throat> event, everyone gets expelled. It's a big deal. So I think they're kind of getting off pretty easy. Uh, only eight yeah. people indicted. Mm-mm. But they probably at the, at the same time, everybody else probably lawyered up. And if you can say that you absolutely weren't there, you know, and you have no, because there's always an idiot. And at, the thing is, with these events, you are supposed to keep track of the kids. It's supposed to be more show than go for most of these things. At least it was. There was some kind of rules about it when, when I went through it and when I was in charge of it. I don't know how it was in your days. I believe it was a little more wild. But if you mm-hmm. you kind of keep track of kids and you see, like, for example, if you have a kid who's 6'3", 300 pounds in the class, you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're not going to feed him the same as if you have someone who is like 4'11", 110. You have to do things within reason. And again, it's supposed to be more show than go. Uh, Yeah, you do get drunk. But Jesus, I've never seen someone get that drunk where I've thought, holy fuck, we need to get this guy to a hospital right now. It's tough, man. It's a tough one because you do join a fraternity to do just that. Get drunk as shit. But the question goes into how much of this was – by will or force, you know what I mean? Are there other factors into it? Does the, well, they're definitely investigating, but uh, it says here that the first-degree manslaughter charge carries a maximum penalty of 11 years in prison. Uh, and uh, third-degree felony manslaughter carries a maximum penalty of three years in prison, um, as do reckless homicide, tampering with evidence, and obstructing justice, um, this uh, district attorney said. So, uh, in a nutshell... What's what to me is like really really bad is that after this kid was pretty much like, uh, in in, in rough shape, um, the rest of the fraternity it seems like they went back to the event and tried to clean up, um, their tracks. They tried to cover up some stuff like uh oh. So, um, to me that's pretty bad. So you they know, knew at this point that it was bad, and and rather than taking him to the hospital where he might have had a chance, they took him home. So then you have um, correct, there. and when the paramedics came, his roommate was doing CPR on him. See, you, there you go. That that is the problem right there. You have culpability just by them doing that. They should have taken him to the yeah. fucking hospital to begin with. You guys, what this the poor fuck? kid's blood alcohol level was over four times the legal limit. So the legal limit is point oh eight. So it was over point three two. That means yeah. that more than. 32% of this kid's blood was alcohol. Yeah. That's crazy. I've had alcohol poisoning myself, and it was actually over that, and I was in a coma for a couple hours. Uh, <laughs> it was not good. But uh, I survived it because I'm a bad motherfucker, and I rule you guys, but don't Yes, do you are. Because that's not Don't let cool. anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, but no, it was the dumbest shit I've ever done, and I've done quite some dumb things. So, yeah, so be safe. And this wasn't in college, actually. This was before college. Uh... Yeah, never, never had to go to the hospital in college. I will gladly say. Part of me feels like, like I, although I think that if you're making someone drink against their will, yeah, that's pretty shitty. And they die, yeah, you're a murderer. So for sure. But, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, you know, drinking and college go hand in hand. And yeah. so um, it, I, think it's, I think it's a very tough case in the sense that uh, if it wasn't a fraternity event, there's no doubt in my mind that those kids would be drinking regardless. Yeah, somewhere. absolutely. And, and my, my th- Not to that excess, you know. I'm, but I'm with you drinking. there. I agree. Um, where I draw the line is, again, is that they saw that this kid was fucked up and they needed to get him out of the event. And rather than take him to the hospital to throw up and, and get his stomach pumped where he'd still be alive, they chose to just drop him off and then go clean up their tracks. 
So that right there knows that they knew that this was bad, that this was really yeah. bad. And rather and than spend their time, right, rather than spend their time making sure that this guy's okay, they spent it covering their asses. So the, that, that again, it goes with the thing of like, these people are not your fucking brothers because clearly they don't give a shit about you. They give a shit about themselves. So that right there is where I have a big, big problem. And I think totally. that I actually think that any lawyer is going to argue that. And I do think that they'll see some jail time because of that. I don't think that they're going to see the maximums that you listed there because white kids never do white uh, people. see Brock Turner, you know. But I do think that oh, something will happen. What know? a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So, Jesus. Well, we'll keep an eye on that case very closely. Thank God that nothing like that ever happened during our time. And our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. And, you know, yeah, it's that's, that's really awful unfortunate. Stuff. And Absolutely sending thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by this. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on this. Yeah, anyways, on to... A regular scheduled programming, Mr. Mo. Let's let's give them kids the fucking chair. Moving on. <laughs> speaking of college and drinking. Okay, we've gone too far, Mr. Mo. We need to we need to liven things up, Mr. Mo. Dance, dance. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, as you know by now, uh, Mr. Mo, we here at the Frat Chat Podcast are experts in four things. Comedy, fraternities, party stories, and award-winning writing and acting, you know, since we are a duo team. And since we all know that the passage of time is inevitable, and with tons of new content coming out every single day on all your streaming providers, it's very easy to forget to check out some very awesome classics that have been sitting right there all along. So that is why we here at the Fratchow Podcast want to take an episode and dedicate it to the younger generation of future party animals. This week, we talk through the top comedy movies every college kid should see. And probably everybody should see, to be honest. It's not just college kids. But if you're going into college this year or you're in college and you haven't seen these movies, we feel like you're slacking. And we just want to give you some of our favorites, you guys. So make sure you're well prepped. you know, So at least you can explain away that John Belushi poster you hung in your room because you saw it on Amazon uh, for real cheap and you thought you would look real cool hanging a poster of a guy wearing a college sweatshirt uh, drinking alcohol in front of your friends. Drinking Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's what it was, Jack Daniels. See, look at you, Mr. Mo. Photographic memory. Yeah. Okay. I also love Jack Daniels. Okay, so so in researching these movies, I realized that I haven't seen enough movies. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, of course, because you are uh, uncultured. Because uh, Fun fact, I actually, Simo's uh, family only let him watch movies uh, at the display case at Walmart while they were shopping. You know what I mean? So he would only catch, like, the first three minutes of anything before his mom would just drag him over. Uh, and be like, Christopher Lee, I gotta cash you out now! So, you know, you didn't get to see much of anything. Pretty much. But anyways, why don't you go ahead and start us off, Mr. Mo? Name us a movie that every college kid should watch. Okay, so I'll start with this one. Scary Movie 2. Oh, yes, that movie's so funny. Oh, my god! I just I think that think the that. scene... Where they are um, with with the turkey, the dinner scene, where the guy is like, <laughs> "My gems," he, uh, yeah, and he's he's fucking the turkey, and he's like, "Hiawatha!" <laughs> oh yeah, Simo. <laughs> oh my god, that movie is actually one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life, and it still holds up. Grab my strong hand. The scare movie spoofs um, up until like the fourth one. They're really good. But the first two are by far the best. With the second yeah, one, yeah, the first think, one's in high school. The second one's set in college. In college, and I love that thankfully, movie. everyone that died in the first one came back for the second one. Yeah, that's totally true. That's the beauty of a comedy. It's that the boyfriend, the boyfriend, of the first one is the only one who didn't make it. They had uh, the guy from Malcolm in the Middle instead. Oh yeah, but I like him, so I thought it was a plus up. I don't know. It's a fantastic movie. What about you? What's what's first for me? I got to start with one that I love so much that we literally did a watch along on it during season one of the Frat Chat Podcast, and that's Revenge of the Nerds. I knew you were gonna say that. I had to do it about date rape. 
<laughs> oh god, no! You see, this movie is so good. If you and also you do have to kind of look past the whole uh, date rate thing, you know, because we did. I mean, like I said, we did a watch along on it, and I think it's the classic story of how like the nerds one day take over the world and sexually assault their girlfriends. Wait, no, it isn't. That's what Simo just said. It's a story of a young troop of nerds that go off to college for the very first time, expecting to join a fraternity. And then they get all bullied and hazed and mistreated from the very moment they arrive in the school. So this little film gives the power back to the nerds, ladies and gentlemen, and lets these nerds take the jocks down, brother, and become the cool fraternity on campus with hilarious results. I think one of my favorite parts in that movie is when they had their first social. And it's like super awkward. Is that when the pigs came in? Wasn't there? A yeah, pig? at the end of that, the jerk fraternity sorority sending pigs. Uh, but then, then they get him back in the end. But it's all awkward at first, the social, until they start like drinking and smoking weed, and then it turns into like a fucking blast. And that's honestly, that's basically a college social in a nutshell. If there's no good booze and stuff, uh, probably not gonna be a lot of fun. Like, being a sober at a social was one of the worst things ever. But being hammered oh at a social, God, yeah. very fun. Very fun. I remember we would do wine and cheese socials. And uh, we would... At, uh, it'd be, it gets to a point where we're like, okay, this is fucking boring. So we would yes, put wine in the bong. And we would bong wine. And then yeah. we're like, let's get the party started now. Yeah. My first social, I remember, was like a cops and robbers theme. And I wore like next to nothing. And we were like, I was like beer bonging jungle juice you know and i was like yeah, yeah this is boy. this is my type of shenanigans and i realized like that's when i realized that the girls were like nothing and i was like what is happening like where am i they're wearing less than i am and i thought i'd be the most naked one here by far uh-huh. uh, <laughs> but uh needless to say college socials were a very fun time for a young college age carlos and they will be for but you, you know too what, though? I can't, I can't digest dairy, and so I think it was one of the wine cheese socials that I had to pop a uh, squat and take a dump and fill this in the Zeta. Oh, oh, that's why the Zetas never wanted to do anything with us again until Yeah, they were like, so, well, your brothers took a poop in our utility <laughs> sink in the basement. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. why they hated us for no reason. It took, it took years for them to do anything with us again, and then we had fun with them again, and it was great, but... Uh, it's probably that, yeah. You know what? Go, I'll now. take the blame for that. I pooped in the sink. <laughs> too much cheese. Uh, too much cheese, man. They shouldn't have given you that much cheese, though, to begin with. I kind of blame them. They should have asked you for your dietary restrictions, at least. I feel like that's something that would be done today. So uh, don't worry, you guys. Simo had to shit so you guys could run today. So that was for you. <laughs> And that was all for you guys. The older uh, brothers were like, you're too drunk. Here, eat a block of cheese. And I was like, you don't know what's going to happen. That'll make your stomach feel better. <laughs> Scroll, eat this cheese. Okay, but you'll be sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so next on my list is Pitch Perfect. Oh, Pitch Perfect. That's that's one actually is one of Julie's favorite comedies. Oh my gosh. Uh, I knew that she and I were soulmates. Yeah, you both have seen me naked, so <laughs> a lot of comedy. <laughs> um the, you know, I whenever I see any movie that has like people partying outside with like solo cups, it just brings me back. That's true. That's you know true. I actually still have to drink all my drinks out of solo cups because of uh, budget cuts uh, due to the pandemic. But, you know, it does bring me back, too. <laughs> totally. It's so fun to only drink water out of a solo cup every day because <laughs> that's all I can afford. <laughs> so fun to me. <laughs> now, our school didn't really have, like, acapella groups, but but it was very um, similar to Greek life with the rivalries and competitions. And, and their singing and dancing reminded me of... Um, uh, like I yell like hell and homecoming singing dance. Oh yes, of, of, of course, because it's uh, totally exactly the same thing to have a, a very group of very talented acapella singers, and then you have us, uh, this these out of shape uh, frat guys, most of them who are drunk and high and couldn't even carry a tune good enough to win us a Greek sing for the fourth time in a row. Which, for the record, I am not still bitter about all these years later. I'm not. I'm just, you know, reminiscing, but I'm totally not bitter about it. But you know what, though? In our defense, Carlos, we were in incredible shape in college. So I can't relate to that statement. Yeah, I know. It wasn't my fault. Some of the ones that were were in really bad shape, I put them in the back row. And never never heard from 
again. <laughs> it's actually because they uh, later died of heart disease, you guys. Uh, nothing to do with us, but you know, you know. <laughs> anyway, okay, so um, what's your next movie? My next one is, you know, by now we've all seen American Pie 1 with a young crew of high school outcasts make a pact to lose their virginity at their senior prom. But how about American Pie 2, folks, where the lovable crew of horny wannabe party animals gets together to party the summer away after their freshman year of college with hilarious results. And you simply got added to the list. And I mean, I know sequels can be very disappointing, you guys, but not this one. I think this one might be as good, if not better, than the original. So, I know that's a bold claim, but you're going to have to watch it and get back to me and let me know. Which means you got to go watch it. Go do it. Sean William Scott is hilarious as Siffler. Uh, Jason Biggs is amazing as the nerdy Jim, who just has the worst luck ever in the movie. You know, like everything bad happens to him. It also does remind me a little bit of a certain old school Chris character that we chat so much about. Uh-huh, <laughs> just <yeah>. saying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, we have the man himself, Eugene Levy, who is so good as Jim's dad and always gets him out of these terrible situations that he Those finds himself in. eyebrows are iconic. Oh, for sure. In fact, they're so iconic, I actually shave my pubes uh, in the shape of Eugene Levy's eyebrows to this day. To this day, they're nice and thick, look great. Uh, ladies love them. Now, I've never <laughs> confused glue with lube, but I can see how someone would confuse lube with hand sanitizer because both Ooh, of the yeah. the packaging um, is fairly cylindrical and aerodynamic. Right. So I can see how there could be a whoops daisy. Whoopsie! They both store safely inside your anus cavity too, so it's, it's yeah. pretty pretty nice it's know, like you know, after it's after you exhaust the inside of the the tube why would you waste it that that be, that <laughs> yeah. becomes a new toy yeah totally when you're all out of pockets anything that can fit in your butt is considered a sex toy <laughs> legos <Totally>. gummy worms perhaps <laughs> water bottles sometimes even a whole spatula you know like the whole thing <laughs> especially the time you fit it in sideways that was pretty impressive i don't know how you did that uh, or or, or yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did you just finish off that, that bottle of Tylenol? Oh, bring it here. I'll take it. Thank you so much. <laughs> but you got to make sure that the bottle is empty or else you'll hear Simo coming from a mile away. Just like, <laughs> which means he won't be a sneaky anymore, you know? And actually, I think I know where my Michael Jackson bobblehead went, you guys. That's where it went. <laughs> and that's where it will stay. Until he and I are reunited again. Okay, so Along with my gerbil. Oh, American Pie Two is when um, Stifler got peed on, right? Yes, he does, and he mm. thinks a girl is giving him a beer bath, and he gets pissed on. Oh God, I would die, dude. I would fucking die. Not yeah. a lot. It's also worth the price of admission. But yeah, the, the, they're just all so good, and the movie and the, all the partying and all the stupid hijinks that they get into—it's just very funny. So that one really holds up. I actually watched that again recently with Julie, and uh, even she loved it. So yes. give it a watch, you guys, because you will not regret it. Uh, now, yeah. I on my list. This isn't really a funny movie, but I love Goodwill Hunting. For a couple reasons. Ah, One, Robin Williams is deep. iconic in that. Paint by Numbers. Yes. I just love him. Um, I gotta see about a girl. Her name is Mom, and she's doing my laundry. So uh, I I love Goodwill Hunting, and I and I and I think that it's it's important for people to see that um, uh, a college education is not synonymous with intelligence. That's very true, you guys. Like for example, Simo uh, has tons of education, and he's still a complete dumbass. So there you go. You know, you don't really necessarily need a degree. You know, to be one smart. could argue that. One could <laughs> argue that. Simo <laughs> went to school for uh, several, several years and still couldn't pass a basic uh, American test on the Fragile Podcast, you guys. But, you know, you know you if know, my you know. mom was here, she'd say, My child is different, not dumb. <laughs> That's what all the D's stood for in the reading test. <laughs> waka, waka. Just kidding. He totally failed. <laughs> um, but I, but I think that the movie is fantastic. It's set in college, and I do think it's an iconic movie that everyone should be familiar with. And it's an Academy Award-winning movie. Uh, some beautiful performances. Mini Driver is brilliant. So, um, 
and you know, as uh, as someone who's in a duo, you know, award-winning writing duo, you know, uh, kind of gives us hashtag goals, you guys, you know. So you know, maybe a little something with roomies might make us the next comedy Goodwill Hunting. You know, I mean, I would great. love that. I really want a Golden Globe. So that's that's next yeah. year's goal. That and growing a mustache. That's what Seema wants. I think it would just look really good with my motif in my bedroom. Uh, yeah, for me, it'd be great uh, because it could actually hold my bedroom door open finally so that I can uh, <laughs> let, let the air flow from the AC unit that's in the kitchen. I can't afford a second one in my bedroom yet, you know, so yeah. I'm saving up for that. So, you know, it'll be great. It'll be great. We'll have a nice cool draft flowing Tons. through my room. It'll be so nice. <laughs> All right. Well, next on my list, I have one that is the must-watch for anybody who has ever hung that John Belushi poster in the room in college uh, with, the, with the college sweatshirt, and he's drinking Jack Daniels, as my good buddy Simo stated earlier. And it's Animal House, you guys. And this is a staple for every single college movie list. It just has to be on it because I'm pretty sure that it's the first of the quote-unquote like college party movies that led the trailblazing way in film yeah. to all the comedy classics that we have today. Toga, Toga, Toga. Uh, I think that I think that scene is probably what made like the Toga party as huge as it is, in my opinion, because to this day, uh, the thing that got me excited the most in college was Toga Social, Toga Party, like, yo, you felt so cool. But you get to see John Belushi in his prime, folks. You also get to see a young Tony Danza doing a little background work in there. And also, a very young Kevin Bacon gets hazed in that movie, you guys. Yes, Kevin Bacon gets spanked. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how come Kevin Bacon got to have a line and get spanked and turn to dance I just got to play poker. Uh, sources say from the Danza camp that uh, Kevin Bacon had to do things you know for what? the role that Tony refused to do. So Kevin Bacon can do whatever he wants to me, whatever <laughs> he wants to. I'm just going to throw that out there. Dude, I mean, I know he's had a very long and successful career, but I feel like he's underrated because he's so damn talented and good you know like i really don't know that i've seen a bad kevin bacon movie actually like i'm pretty sure i've enjoyed pretty much everything i've seen him in you know? he shows us ween a lot he like loves to show off his wiener that's true he does he, he i have seen my fair share of kevin bacon's pork sausage uh you guys so i don't know i love a the uncomfortable. movie tremors yeah that's that's such a fun movie and and if you want to see him be like an awful man uh, check him out in Sleepers, you guys, with Robert oh, yeah. De Niro and Brad Pitt, where he plays a, a rapey prison guard. And also, he, he plays the bad guy in an X-Men movie, but he's awful in that, too. And, like, you're like, I'm watching an X-Men movie, but I'm really emotionally, like, connected to this shit because of this guy. He's so evil and dashly. You do want to see him get his comeuppance. So, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I went on this tirade. He had one line, but <laughs> he killed Magneto's mom. Yeah, what yeah, a bitch. Of him. But anyways, check out Animal House. Kevin Bacon says one thing in it, uh, and that was the start of it all, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So my next movie is Old School. Old School. That was on my list too, and that's it's that's another one I saw recently. It still holds up so good dude like like the cast is phenomenal in that one you, you got will ferrell uh luke wilson Vince will ferrell Vaughn, and his ribbon dance Pittman. sequence brings a tear to my eye so funny so funny dude and uh a, a hilarious cameo by sean william you scott too crazy. <laughs> you're crazy man, man. You're crazy. <laughs> so basically these old guys, so I mean, they're not that old. They're in their 30s. But they end up creating like this underground fraternity to relive like their glory days. Except that this thing ends up catching on. And then they end up becoming like an unofficial chapter. Uh, and everybody loves them. Until evil Dean Jeremy Piven wants to get them kicked out. So it's up to the guys to get themselves to become like an approved member of the Greek life organizations in their college. So it's a little bit like Revenge of the Nerds in the sense that they want to become a real chapter, but it's done in a different way. And I mean, for me, the, my favorite part about it is like the things that they had to do to actually become approved, like the different competitions. And, you know, because it, it kind of off of your pitch uh, perfect reference, it's it's similar types of things to what we actually did in college, like dancing and they had the, the ribbons and physical challenges and things like that that are so silly, but 
while you're doing it, you take it so fucking seriously and you try so hard to win. Uh, so it's it's a fun watch. It's a good one. I'm with you there. Old school. Definitely check it out. Oh, I love that movie. You're my boy, Blue. That's right. Forever and always, Blue. You'll always be our boy. Anyways, uh, up next to my list was Accepted, which is one that I saw. You know, I saw Accepted as a throwaway movie and a date once, but I ended up loving it. And it has a young Justin Long in it. And it's his quest to get into college at first. And he deals with all like the pressure from his parents, like where are you gonna go? And all his friends are getting into different schools, they're all posting about it. And you know, the long story short, he doesn't get in anywhere. So rather than telling his parents the truth, he decides to take the easy way out by creating, you know, a fictitious college, building a fake campus, creating a fake curriculum, and yeah, hiring fake teachers and making everybody believe that it was totally real. Yeah. Uh, super easy but while the movie definitely lacks in the realism category it's still really funny and i think it actually accurately shows some of the douchier sides of like the cool frat guys and the cool you know organizations and colleges and it has a very uh funny and famous scene featuring jonah hill dressed like a wiener so just for that alone it's worth a watch i i like the movie and actually i i love jonah hill's um uh, rapport with or, or, or on stage chemistry with Channing Tatum. Uh, Who so is not I've accepted? Actually, what? I, I love Twenty One Jump Street. I've never oh, seen yeah. Twenty Two Jump Street, <laughs> but I hear that's a really good college themed movie as well. Uh, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Channing Tatum is not an accepted. Yes, okay, you're segueing to your next film, and ah uh, man, I love me Twenty Two Jump Street. That movie is honestly so fucking funny, dude. Like. Another, you know, like I was saying with American Pie 2, sequels can be very disappointing, but they really go out of their way to poke fun at the fact that they're a sequel and that sequels are supposed to suck. So they do that in a way that doesn't break the fourth wall. Um, So give it a watch. Give it a watch. It's a good movie. There's a lot of funny shenanigans. You'll definitely love it. Uh, There's a hilarious exchange where Shannon Tatum and Jonah Hill go undercover uh, in a Mexican uh, street gang, which that scene alone is worth watching the whole movie because that's just so fucking funny. So don't miss this movie. You'll love it. I think I would like it too. I like the first yeah. one, so why not? Why not? Exactly. Just like Simo's sexual experiences. Why not? Uh, but anyways, off of that type of comedy is one that might actually be the newest uh, film on this list but it's actually still one of my favorites nonetheless and it's Neighbors and oh. it has with Seth Rogen and uh, Zac Efron Zac Efron um, looking good in that movie yeah, I mean he, I gotta give it to that guy he's always handsome even, even when he played Ted Bundy I was like I'd still fuck him <laughs> uh, my mom I think I told you right my mom was like he's so handsome my dad was like it's Zac Efron god damn it it's it's not yeah. a documentary. <laughs> Mom's like, it's not? Oh, okay, yeah. He's just so handsome. He might actually be like a new age Brad Pitt, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, girls obviously want to bang him, but dudes like him, and I think kind of want to bang him too. I don't know. That's just what I That's just the what I feel from the room. Just like Brad Pitt. Literally. And a drunk. He's also a drunk, which means he's yeah. fun. My mom's a drunk, yeah, she's exactly. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Super fun to bring to parties. Yeah. Just watch out for those N-words. Woo! Oh, Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> and, and Neighbors, uh, Seth Rogen and his wife, played by Rose Byrne, who I have a giant crush on, moved to this neighborhood to raise their newborn kid. However, their dream of a quiet life is shattered when the house next door is rented by a bunch of super loud frat guys. And having been the super loud frat guy at one point in my life and seeing what that life is like, this movie is great to watch after college because I could really relate to both sides. And I also love how Zac Efron and Dave Franco really play the dynamic of the guys and just care way too much about their fraternity, especially on Zac Efron's case, who had no other plan in life at the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it hit close to home because I kind of was that guy. Uh, but it's a real good portrayal of how we look at the fraternity while we're in it and how close to home we keep it because it's, at the time it kind of becomes all we have. Would, would you consider the Zac Efron character to be um, 
comparable to Van Wilder? Different, because Van Wilder wouldn't have. I feel like he wouldn't have done a fraternity because Van Wilder's too much of a uh, of a solo guy. Van Wilder was his own thing, you know. And meanwhile, Zac Efron's character was lived through the fraternity. It was all about the fraternity, making the fraternity awesome. So they're they're different types of characters. And Zac Efron's guy, he he wasn't trying to stay in college, but he just didn't think like, you know, he just, you know, the four years, you don't think they'll fly that fast, I guess, you know, and then all of a sudden it does and you're hit with it. Oh shit, what do I do now? So it's kind of like he's hit with that reality and he has to figure that shit out. Wrestlers, Van Wilder just decided to stay at college. And if he would have had his way, he probably would have never graduated and just partied on, you know? And speaking of Van Wilder, I think it's a good segue because I actually have that on mine. So do you have that one on yours too? I do. And he was in college for like eight years, right? Seven, I think it was. Seven. It's funny because our boy Nemeth <laughs> was in college for like eight years. So, I was going to say, a lot uh, of my fraternity brothers were like permanent, like like professional yeah. college students. I mean, they do say graduating college in four years is like leaving a party at 1030. You know what I mean? You're just not going to have a good time. So that's why I stayed an extra year and did the full lap. But at least, uh, you know, I didn't do seven. However, uh, the movie Van Wilder did bring us into the world. That good man, Ryan Reynolds, who is another one that I sort of have a weird man crush on. So I think that this list actually should be like the list of uh, movies that have dudes in it that Carlos will go gay for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm seeing a trend here. I'm seeing a trend. But Van Wilder also brought us Cal Penn, who went on to be a part of a little-known franchise you might have heard of called Harold and Kumar. Which is also on my list. Wow, look at us killing the Segway game, Mr. Mo. Well, I love Harold Kumar. I think I was really high one day in college when I watched that movie, and I did not expect that movie to be as good as it was. Uh, but I love the second one, too. Guantanamo Bay is really funny, too. Because, uh, I mean, the thing about those guys is that while they're playing these, like, stoner characters, they're both very smart. Cal Penn went on to work in the Obama administration. Fun fact. Uh, he's oh, a very wow. intelligent guy. So these movies, while at face value you see, like, these stoner flicks, there's actually a lot of layers of political and race conversations rooted within the film that they, that they mess around with. So they do know how to poke fun at American society for what it is, and it's also just flat-out fucking funny. And they were the movies that brought back Neil Patrick Harris. I was going to say, Dookie Hauser came back. Whee! I was like, oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? I think he pulled one of the best comebacks ever in the biz, thanks to that role. And, I mean, look at Neil Patrick Harris now. He's a national treasure. You know, you know everybody loves the guy. So, if you haven't seen Harold and Kumar... Give that a watch. And if you have seen it, we'll go fucking watch it again, asshole. That's what this list is for. For you to listen and sit down and turn on your goddamn television and fucking watch the films that we tell you to watch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No, Timmy, don't hold me back. I'm gonna get these motherfuckers. Yeah, that's right. Don't you turn me down. Don't you turn me down, Timmy. I'm gonna get you all. Sorry, I'm back. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I just got a little aggressive. So we're just going to keep this moving and pretend that never happened. Uh, just like the lawyers will. Anyways, up next to my list, I have Road Trip. Yes! Which is a, I had that one, too. Uh, and dude, that's another one with a stellar cast, too. They have Amy Smart, Tom Green, and Sean William Scott, which oh, I'm Sean seeing William a trend Scott here. can walk on water for me. Oh, my goodness gracious. The movie's set around a guy who cheats on his girlfriend but accidentally makes a sex tape about it. And it only gets worse when his sex tape is accidentally sent to his girlfriend. So he has to make the road trip to her school in order to stop the tape from being delivered to her and her seeing it. So, I mean, the amount of characters that these guys go through in the movie is so fucking funny. And when they, for example, when they stay the night at the black fraternity's house, kind of reminiscent of Revenge of the Nerds again, uh, and their dynamic with that, but very funny. And there's also this very disgusting but funny French toast scene in a diner that will forever make you think twice about sending food back. <laughs> See, I I love watching like 
Like, I miss Tom Green and him with that mouse <laughs> yes. like snake. Like, I live for oh that. My God. Uh, I just love shock humor, you know. And he was married to uh, Drew Barrymore for a while. Drew Barrymore. I think people forget how yeah. how important he was. Well, so I, um, uh, I think that one of the most iconic moments for me was uh, twofold. One was when the skinny guy hooked up with the big chick and had the cheese. Yes! Uh, that was such a big win for like skinny dudes, you know, across America. And also- Which Simo would know nothing about. I would know nothing about. <laughs> I also loved that uh, Sean William Scott got his prostate milk. Oh yeah, yeah and then he likes it. <laughs> I love that scene. It's funny because Sean William Scott will get these roles where he's like these cool macho guy that you just think is going to be a stereotype. But everything that can possibly happen to somebody ends up happening to him. In American Pie, he gets peed on. He has to kiss Finch uh, in order to see girls kiss. And the first one, he accidentally drinks a beer cup that has cum in it. <laughs> oh, in the yeah, third Simo. American Pie, he eats poop. He eats shit, yes. So he's one to, to be the butt of the joke as much as his characters are supposed to be like the super cool guys. So I love him. And yeah, it's crazy how many of these movies he's actually in on this list. This should be the, the Sean William Scott list of movies we love by the Frat Chat Podcast. The, the next one I have on my list is House Bunny. I have that one too. Dude, oh, really? that movie's so good. That Anna movie Ferris is so is like funny. a comedy genius. I freaking love uh, Anna Ferris. I have a giant crush on her because not only is she hilarious and talented, but she's also super cute. And she absolutely kills it in this movie. She's so good. I fell in love with her when she was in the Brady Bunch. Oh, yes. I forgot that she did She was that. Jan. Wow. Yeah, and she wouldn't wear her glasses. And then I also, so she was great in the Brady Bunch. She was fantastic in Scary, scary, movie. scary Movie. That's franchise. where I first saw her. Scary Movie. But House Bunny. Go ahead, girl. Yes. Oh my God, she was so hot in that movie. However, she said that she had to struggle a lot because she had to get in crazy shape to play that role. But I gotta say, it was worth it because she was. I mean, she was just so good. She was so good in that role. So good. And for a little background on the movie, uh, essentially Anna Faris' character is a disgraced playboy bunny that is forced to take a job as a sorority house mom uh, for the nerdy sorority at this college. And she helps make them popular with hilarious results. And uh, I think for me, the funniest thing about uh, my funniest moments is when she's trying to pick up Colin Hanks. And she, they go on this date and she pretends to be like this super smart girl. But of course, everything that could possibly go wrong in the date does go wrong. And he hates her. <laughs> and isn't that how it goes too in dating? You try to be someone else. You try to put on this fake face so someone will like you. But in the end, they hate you. So, yeah. I love it's that movie. fantastic movie. But what's next? Um, okay, so I have one more left. Me too. Okay, what do you have? I have uh, The Water Boy. Which, to this day... Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's such a good one. That's such a good movie, dude. I, th I think this is... Playing that damn foosball. Yeah, foosball. I think this is one of Adam Sandler's best ever. And I refuse to change my mind. Uh, it's about a young, I guess I should say simple-minded water boy named Bobby Boucher. Who spent all his life being bullied as the water boy of like his town's uh, super popular college football team. However, one day he's fired and he ends up getting a job in this smaller program where the coach, played by Henry Winkler, tells him that he needs to channel his anger and start standing up for himself. But what happens is that he goes insane and he he can like take people out with these crazy tackles and he's a monster. And it basically leads to Bobby Boucher being put on the team where he then turns around the program and leads it to a championship game. Um, the movie's so funny. The character Bobby Boucher was so likable and good. And the obvious pro wrestling references in it, because he's a huge wrestling fan in it, uh, made this movie one for young Carlos Garcia to quickly love. And it still holds up, dude. Uh, it, it doesn't delve into Greek life, but it does delve into how in some schools or football teams are kind of like the fraternity. You know, they're like the top, the top social event, the top thing to do. So it's a great Total school hierarchy. in those schoolies. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's a great spoof in those types of schools. And God, I, I, honestly, I might even watch that tonight because that's so good. 
He has this one line where he's like, and so-and-so showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, but he's yelling at his mom. <laughs> that girl is foosball. the devil. I like foosball, and I like boobies. Um, okay, so my last one is my favorite on the list, and this is Legally Blonde. I know this is going to make me sound uh, totally unlike my super macho self that everybody's used to week in and week out of the Frat Chat Podcast. But I'm sad that I missed Legally Blonde on my list because I love that movie. Yeah. It's, it's a very good movie, hilarious movie, and I'm a huge fan of Reese Witherspoon. Well, they brought it back on, on Broadway. They've had a Legally Blonde 2. Ooh, well, I never um, saw the Broadway play, but I did see the second one, and I think that they're doing a third one, if I heard correctly. Timmy, give this a search rooney because I'm pretty sure that I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, it's coming out in 2022. Oh wow! Yeah. A third one. Yeah, they're doing they're doing it again. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be all over it. I'm gonna see. I'm curious to see what they do. Um, but that movie's so funny, and she's so cute in it. And I like how she's also badass, and she fucking sh- shows it to that douchebag and tries to dump her. Cause no one puts baby in the corner. And I know it's a reference for another That's movie, right. but it holds up in every standard of life. Damn it! That's why I live my life. Uh, (laughs) As long as they bring back Jennifer Coolidge for it, I'm okay. And it looks like they are, actually. And she's also famous for another role on this list as Stifler's mom. Well, good. I I, I will say that on our entire list, we have some repeat um, actors and actresses. So clearly, they made a name for themselves in the genre that is college movies. Yes, that is correct, Mr. Moe. And as we also have heard this week on the Frat Chat Podcast, it seems that Sean William Scott has made an impact in Simo's underwear. You know, my, my favorite dildo is named Sean William Scott. <laughs> oh, that's what that stands for. I've seen uh, it. And on that note... On that note, make sure to give us a follow on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. And let us know what you thought of our list. Did you like it? Did you hate it? It doesn't matter if you hate it, but especially tell us if you liked it. And make sure you watch some of these movies and tell us your thoughts. Do they hold up? Let us know on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. Oh, except for TikTok, because I just realized we definitely don't have a TikTok. And make sure you give me a follow at Carlos Does the World on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, and at Carlos Does World on Twitter. And give a follow to Simo over there at Seymour Comedy on the Twitter and at Chris.Moore.Comedy on Instagram. And make sure you follow our amazing sponsor, The Moonlife Clothing. Give a follow on Instagram at The Moonlife Clothing. And check out their website, themoonlife.com. And make sure you use our promo code, FRATCHAT, in all caps, and save yourself some money. Again, that's FRATCHAT, in all caps. Use that shit. And all that note, I think we're good to go, Mr. Mo. So get all us right. out of here, sir. Um, I motion to adjourn this meeting. Ooh, that's a good idea, Mr. Mo. That is why I suck it. That's what I call the big pipes. Anyways, I'm out of here. We'll be back next week. We hope you enjoyed our list. See ya. And stop playing that fucking foosball. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.